0: hi I'm Matt and I'm Becca and we uh, we made a baby
1: <laughs> hi guys my name is Becca Bristow you may know me from my youtube channel where I talk about all things health and wellness so when I got pregnant I knew I wanted to bring you guys on this journey but I also knew I wanted to include this guy right here
0: so we hope you'll join us on this journey of all things pregnancy prepping for parenthood and what in the world's going on with this girl's body, Becca's body? And our baby. Oh, Of course, yeah. I'm big.
1: So make sure to tune in every week as we share everything that is going on with us and baby Bristow.
0: And your big old belly. <laughs> Hello, pod listeners, and welcome to back to the Bristow's Made a Baby podcast. This is our fourth episode, and we will be recapping the epic week 13 of becca's pregnancy
1: coming at you with another pep episode <laughs>
0: yeah another pep episode for the <laughs> pod for the
1: for the listeners for
0: the pod for the plus plis- no,
1: listeners no just so that. like i said
0: we'll be <laughs> going over week 13 and so this is kind of the second trimester it's it, this is kind of the midway or not the midway point this is we flip over from the first to the second trimester this week
1: yeah so it's kind of the second trimester because some people um will consider week 13 officially in the second trimester and then others will consider week 14 or week 14 officially in the second trimester and the reason for that is because mr Uh, math man accountant when you divide 40 by three what do you get
0: 13.333 no
1: something like that close enough yeah i think that's right that's right so <laughs> it ends up being like week 13 and day three you're officially in the second trimester whatever but
0: which is technically your 14th week
1: no because you would
0: three days after 13 weeks you're in your 14th week oh oh mind blown
1: oh wow i didn't realize that
0: yep we learned something new so every you're day. right
1: it is week 14 then why do people say week 13 that doesn't make any sense
0: it's tough it's you know this it's
1: it's weird how you refer to like weeks like it's week 13 but really it's week fo- i don't know whatever this gosh mat- math just hurts the pregnancy. head. pregnancy you know? i hate math i really hate math it gives me the chills oh, that's <laughs> so a much shame. i hate it don't hate on math <laughs> flashbacks math is the worst okay so
0: anyway we got through that so just <laughs> disregard everything we just said yeah and now
1: i'm i've confused myself officially
0: how about we get into some bristow blob baby stats Mm -hmm. for week 13 the blob was a size of a lemon in week 13 which is you know pretty good it's pretty big not as juicy as last week but
1: it's a citrus it's got plenty of juice
0: yeah i guess i guess it's just not as appealing just to eat
1: no nobody wants to eat a straight lemon. great
0: garnish um
1: great garnish
0: so the little baby blob, he or she is forming vocal cords and teeth which is crazy yeah that is crazy has fingerprints so that pretty much means the identity has its identity
1: Via fingerprints yeah yeah.
0: and fingernails and toenails
1: which is crazy
0: do they have to clip them yet or they don't grow that far
1: (laughs) no but you do have to clip them when they're little teeny tiny newborns because they'll scratch themselves because they do get long
0: and well i bet they don't like that
1: yeah you got to get like little baby clippers
0: That's exciting. I think
1: that's like a a very uh, anxiety ridden task for new moms and dads because it's scary. You don't want to like clip their little skin. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. I mean, nothing hurts more than that. I kind of want to do it. Okay, you have to have a lot of patience.
0: (laughs) So look out for a future video on that um, coming December 2018. Um, So just a note I guess technically this was the last day of week 12. Yeah, we forgot to
1: add, completely forgot to add this.
0: Right so this was when we announced that we were pregnant to the public on becca's instagram yep and got just a resounding great response
1: i was surprised because well then we also announced it on youtube like a couple days later with a video but i was so absent from insta stories which i'm usually on pretty frequently not necessarily every day but the whole first trimester, I was pretty much MIA, and I was on sometimes, and I just thought for sure that people were gonna figure it out. But I think I was just paranoid. But most people, there were some people that I suspected it, but I was surprised how many were really shocked, which was uh, kind of exciting. I don't know. I yeah, guess definitely they did a good job keeping it a secret just by disappearing.
0: <laughs> I mean, we don't know. We don't know about ninety-eight percent of the people that responded, but we'll take all the well wishes. Yeah.
1: Know it's awesome yeah no it was really cool it, it, I was overwhelmed I did not expect that many people just to you know send congrats and well wishes and say how happy they were for us it was pretty cool
0: and I think your uh your dad had the best comment on the Instagram oh, post yeah.
1: um do tell him what it was
0: you tell it because you I think you have it word for word better
1: yeah well we just had uh, if you guys follow me on Instagram you've seen the picture it's just a nice little plug here at Becca Bristow on Instagram, no, but um, we just took a picture with the um, like the ultrasound printouts. It was Matt, Rosie, and I, and we were holding up it up, and my dad uh, said, "That's one tall fetus."
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which, if you don't know, Matt, you may m- no one may even understand that. But Matt is super tall; he is six six, so it could be a very t- it could be a tall fetus. It could
0: be. We'll find <laughs> out again, or I don't know if we'll find out, but we'll anyway. find out
1: how tall they are when they're born or their length.
0: All right. So that was exciting announcing I think that was a big weight off your shoulders just Yeah, to kind of it be was able to so nice to freely, have yeah.
1: exactly have the secret out because I mean there was so much that I just wanted to like chat about And I mean obviously there's other things going on on in my life But like not really because I really just was hanging out laying low just being sick So it was really all I was thinking about and I couldn't share so it was hard.
0: Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah um, so some of the symptoms that in week 13 uh, well, she's continued to feel the symptoms. Yeah. And um, so you'll kind of go over that. And then also, yeah. this was the week of an <laughs> epic, epic story where Becca had jury duty in Delaware for the first time. So she'll go. She'll get into I don't know if it's epic. Me. I mean, it's pretty. It's just embarrassing. It's, an, it's a great story.
1: <laughs> so we'll get to that. But first, I'll talk about my symptoms. So I, you know, I had high hopes that week 13 might be uh, a game changer and i'll kind of get into that but it started off i felt the exact same way i'm um, still feeling pretty sick at night uh, like that nausea slash flu symptoms type deal and still with lots of saliva which is just my favorite it's just lovely at night when i don't know the floodgates are open and it's just gross but um so that's continuing um but The week 13 kind of started off with a bang because I always, it actually kind of works out the way that my pregnancy is going. Like Monday is always like the first day of a new week. So it's just like kind of convenient that it's that way. But anyway, on Monday, do you remember where we went that week?
0: Uh, Let me look at my notes here. Uh, We got a first trimester screen ultrasound.
1: We sure did. So if you remember, we were talking about in week 12, we went to my midwife appointment expecting to see the baby but we just had a doppler which is fine so we just heard the heartbeat but then on monday we did get to go in and uh Bristow blob was no longer a blob
0: i know it's a sad day it, you know no
1: it was a happy day <laughs>
0: i'm kidding it was amazing to see the uh
1: just the change right. from week 8 to 12 is crazy yeah
0: and it made it feel extremely real just seeing the shape of a person in yeah body. a little human yeah. and it
1: was like wiggling around it kept like sliding up and down like it's little sack
0: he's gonna he or she gonna be a dancer yeah
1: he or she um waving its arms kicking its legs it was like it was just really funny i mean it was really moving around and it's weird because like i cannot feel that at all i right, mean i, I feel yeah. a little bit of a belly and every once in a while i'll have like a little bit of like you know light pain or whatever uh what have you but i mean nothing crazy but it's just so funny th- just watching it move around so much in real time. And I c- just couldn't feel anything.
0: And also, uh, this this is kind of a funny story slash embarrassing story for me when, oh. we, <laughs> when we were getting the ultrasound. So it was like pitch black in there. Uh, right. Because they're showing. I don't know. I guess that's just how you do an ultrasound. But yeah, um, I really I was like trying to film it just in case like Beck ever wanted to use sh- We didn't even talk about it. I just yeah, pulled up my <laughs> phone and started filming it. In case Becca wanted to use it in a video or something like a right. trimester yeah, it'd be recap. nice to
1: have. Or and, just to look back on.
0: And I wasn't I wasn't really trying to be sneaky, but I also wasn't like holding it up. I just kinda had it on my lap and the tech wasn't even looking at me and she was like
1: Sniped you. Uh,
0: excuse me, sir, there's no filming in here. And I was just No like, video. Or no video. Yeah, and I just, <laughs> <"Oof,"> just <laughs> got uh got scolded. Yeah, yeah. Got, got skewered. Right, skewered right, yeah. Does so, anyone
1: know that from The Bachelor a couple seasons ago? Probably not.
0: Probably not. <laughs> um Skewered. I put my phone away and, uh, but from there it was a great, great appointment.
1: Yeah. We did get pictures though. Like they sent us pictures via email, not a printout, but so we do have some pics we can look back on, but sure. my favorite was just seeing it move around in there. It was just, I don't know. It cracked me up. That no, was cool. Oh, and of course. So we had the first trimester screen and luckily things are looking good. I was in the lowest, uh, risk categories for, you know, do, uh, downstream syndrome or tri- trisomy 13, I think is also what it tests for. I mean, either way we would have been, I mean, it doesn't really matter to us, Um, but you know, I guess it's nice to know that the baby is healthy as far as that goes. Okay. So kind of back to my symptoms, like I said, things were continuing, hadn't really changed. I did unfortunately throw up again this week and it was like at night right before bed, which was annoying because I am over it and I want to stop throwing up, but I, kind of figured out what caused it and I realized that it was my prenatal so I know there's probably so many people right now being like duh Becca prenatals make a lot of people sick you should have switched up which one you're on but that was like definitely not the case for me it was more the circumstances around the taking of the prenatal and not the prenatal itself I've been on the same one ever since back in the fall Um, I've been taking it consistently and all through the first trimester it didn't ever make me feel more sick um, I felt sick anyway, but it never seemed to intensify my symptoms. But as the weeks went on, and especially in week 13, I started staying up later. Like, remember, I would go to bed at like 8, 9 o'clock every single night right. for a while there. And as I started to, I mean, I feel like I didn't really feel much better. I think I was just getting more and more accustomed to feeling that way at night. And I started staying up till like at least 10 every night. I wouldn't even go upstairs to go to bed until around 10. So... I think my stomach was just way more empty than usual. And that's why the prenatal was like starting to make me sick. And then just kind of depending on the day, if I didn't have a really big dinner, because there was like another day that week where I felt really nauseous at night and thought I might throw up, but I didn't. And then it happened again, like two days later. And I think like both of those days, I just like had a small-ish dinner and then took my prenatal four hours later. So figured that out. So now I take it right with dinner just because I prefer to take them at night.
0: I mean, if you take them later in the night, that's fine. Just have a bowl of frosted flakes right before. Yeah, that's what you would do, right? Yeah, it's okay.
1: Cereal <laughs> at night sometimes is nice. Usually, I'm too full. But oh, you just every you gotta once in a while, it's 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 good. Full big although bowl. not frosted flakes. I don't eat frosted flakes.
0: Yeah, oh, excuse me.
1: <laughs> too good for your frosted flakes. Apparently. Okay, and then another symptom that I had. This is new for this week. Was my lower back, out of nowhere, it just got so tight and sore as if I was. I mean i don't know what this feels like but i guess like 30 weeks pregnant i was just saying to myself this has got to be too early for this i mean there's just no way but it was so pain not so painful but it was just very tight and very sore and like how what only laying down like you know made it feel a lot better but it was very strange and that went on for almost the whole week it did go away towards the end of the week and hasn't come back since it's just so weird how some of these symptoms come and go but that was definitely Um uncomfortable and (laughs) not something I expected this early on but luckily it did go away
0: Is it possible that You were saying that you had these symptoms Just to get back rubs out of it
1: No, I wouldn't do that.
0: Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that We have a trustworthy well, and you know,
1: it's usually my upper back like my upper back right now is hurting which is nothing new. I've always had a bad upper back. Sure, but this is my lower back Which i've never had any issues with at all like zero lower back pain tightness soreness ever so that was new and it was way different than that sciatica nerve pinch pain i was experiencing before that was different this was just like a constant it felt like my back was like just locked up and yeah just it's rough sore i don't know all
0: right enough about getting back robes and stuff let's hear about that jury duty story
1: <laughs> okay so i have never been a jury duty in my life this is the first time i've ever been and i don't know how i've not had to go so far but at 25 years old i went to jury duty for the first time and i didn't really know what to expect other than i would probably just sit in like the jury room like pool room all day and just wait to potentially be called that's how it works and matt gave me a very <laughs> wrong idea oh boy. because he said When he went, he just sat there and then he got let go at like lunchtime and he never even like got called anywhere.
0: That was my experience.
1: Well, I know. But so I was kind of hoping that that was what happened to me. I got a new book, which I'll talk about the book because there's whatever. I'll get to that in a second. Pregnancy related book. I got that. um, I brought that with me and I was just really excited to just read my book because you can't bring any electronics. I couldn't bring any work. I couldn't bring my phone. So I was just pumped to sit and read my book for like five hours and then hopefully go home. So. Right. Pretty much right when it starts, they just start calling off names and what do you know, like right away I get called up to for jury selection. I'm like Oof. Yeah, woof. And um and I was not feeling well. I mean, I wasn't feeling horrible. Like like I, you know, as I have said five hundred thousand times, I feel the worst at night. But I did not feel great and I was just not thrilled to be there, but whatever. So they call us up for jury selection. And they file us all into this room. There's probably over a hundred of us in this room. And so then they start talking about the case. And they inform everyone that it is actually a <laughs> capital murder case. And that if you are selected for jury duty, you have to you can expect to pretty much be there for about two weeks. So when I heard that, I started to panic because I couldn't imagine sitting all day feeling the way that I do like and having to be a responsible juror and listen to all of these things and I'm like such a true crime fanatic that I was I was just thinking, you know, I'm not going to be very good at like I'm not going to be able to pay attention. And even more so than that, you're not allowed to bring in any although I did sneak in like a cheese stick and I think a bar and they didn't they didn't say anything to me but they you're not allowed to bring in any outside food or drink. And I was able to buy a water, but I eat especially then like every two hours. And that's what keeps me feeling, you know, somewhat normal throughout the day. And so I wasn't able to eat until we broke for lunch. Really. They just let us go. But that was at like one. What was that? Like one, one thirty? You came to pick me up. Right. So I was just thinking to myself, there's no way I can come in here for two weeks every day and, and have to go five hours without eating, feeling the way that I'm feeling. I just like wanted to, (laughs) like wanted to cry just thinking about it. And I also, because I'm just, it's in my nature to, I don't know, not be a (laughs) a liar and to be a people pleaser. I felt like that maybe wasn't a good enough excuse. Like, oh, I'm pregnant and I'm sick. So we're sitting there and they start saying, okay, you know, if you have any excuses or whatever, um, come forward and we'll start shuffling you in. So, and I didn't know like what this was going to be like. I didn't know if they were going to bring us into another room and we were all going to like voice why we didn't want to go. Or if it was going to be one-on-one, <clears throat> I had no idea. So it ended up, I ended up being up there for two hours and I was just slowly dying. Cause I was so hungry <laughs> and, um, it took forever to actually get into like the jury selection. And so many people opted out when I say that there was probably 120 of us. And I think that there was like 20 people that stuck around for the actual jury selection. I felt bad because everyone was just like, No, I don't want to do this. And I was just one of those people. Like, I wanted to be the person that stood up and and said, I'll do it. But I was just, there was just no way. So I was feeling a lot of guilt (laughs) and emotions about this. And I didn't know what to expect anyway. So, all of that being said, I finally get called back and. I mean, if you've been to jury duty, you know how this goes, but I didn't know. So you go literally like go into a courtroom and you sit at a witness stand and like all the lawyers are looking at you and then there's like other random people in like the gallery. I don't know. And then obviously the judge. And it's really intense. It's like all of
0: a sudden you're in the true crime show that you watch every day.
1: Yeah. And I I was just like really overwhelmed. I didn't know that it was going to be like that kind of situation. So the judge starts asking me questions and like going over like my little slip of paper that you give in like with, you know, background information on you. And, like, nothing on there w- would have, uh, ex- uh, what's the word? Like, gotten me out of it, basically. Exonerate. Ex- exonerate, I guess. <laughs> That's I don't know, it's perfect a perfect law, it's a crime law word. term. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing on my slip of paper really, ha- you know, was any reason that I couldn't serve as a juror. So, she was just like, yeah, okay, well, you know, what brings you in here? And I started to say that I'm really pregnant, and, or I'm newly pregnant and very sick and you guys i broke down into tears out of left field <laughs> and i was just crying on the witness stand and the judge like didn't know what to do the lawyers were staring at me like who is this crazy person and the i was just crying like literally tears running down my face and i was just i i'm really i'm just pregnant and i'm sick and i just don't think i can do it and and I fully panicked and the judge just said, oh, it's, you know, it's all right. You're totally excused. You, you know, clearly your hormones, you know, you're pregnant. They're crazy. And oh my God, I was so embarrassed and I walked out and I was like so overwhelmed that I was like still fully in tears, like crying on, on the walk out of the, like the walk of shame out of the courtroom. And I just remember locking eyes with like the defense attorney <laughs> thinking he was going to give me like a oh, you poor thing. But he just looked at me like I was literally crazy. (laughs) I just couldn't believe it. And I had to pull myself together outside and there was like people around. I didn't want people to know that I was crying. (laughs) Oh my God. It was so, I was not expecting that. And
0: it's a great story. I mean,
1: obviously like pregnant women are weepy, whatever, but I have not been emotional at all. Like that was like really the first time that I've cried, I think. Right. I mean,
0: I don't remember anything before that
1: yeah I have not been emotional like nothing like that I mean I've had a bajillion other symptoms but being emotional and weepy and just you know like that hormonal I guess has not been a part of my story thus far so that was just so unexpected and I like couldn't believe it and when I got in the car when Matt picked me up I had to like call him on a pay phone to come pick me up because I didn't (laughs) have a cell phone and I was stressed out about the parking situation beforehand, so he dropped me off because it just sounded stressful. I hate parking, so when I told him in the car, he was just like, "What? You cried?" Because it's just not like me in general, and I guess. I mean, I can
0: understand now. Like all those people staring at you, you're like overwhelmed. You really don't want to do it, but you feel bad, so it's like right. It so was so just a lot. Just, yeah, okay. It was a
1: lot, and I still cannot believe that I <laughs> broke down on the witness stand. But yeah, so that's my um Dew story, story, if anyone out there has ever cried to get out of it. And it wasn't even like I was doing it on purpose to get out. Like I did not right, need I the tears you. for my excuse, but it just happened anyway. Um, so that was really funny. So that was on Friday. Or no, that was on Thursday.
0: That was Thursday of, le- of Mor- Memorial Day weekend, leading into Memorial Day weekend.
1: Yeah. So we headed to the beach very shortly after that. Um, yeah, later, lovely on, experience. later on that night. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we went down, and um, we went down to the Jersey beaches, and then uh, that's where my family has a place in Avalon, and um, Matt's dad also has a place in the Delaware beaches, so we <laughs> split time between the two, and we ferried over, but anyway, we spent the weekend at the beach, and I felt like I really, I mean, I really turned a corner that weekend, that was the most normal that I had felt, I felt like I was back to myself.
0: It's like all you had to do was cry. It's like
1: all I had to do was cry, just let it I just all let out. It out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I felt so good all weekend, which was just such a relief, not only physically, but just mentally. I was just so happy and, um, just, we had a great weekend. We had a, like a lot of fun and we had a big kind of family party at your house, uh, your dad's house at the beach. And I was up like, that was at night and I was up until I think You're like 11 o'clock yeah. and I felt totally normal.
0: Working the crowd.
1: Oh yeah. Working the crowd. Cleaning up the spilled beer. <laughs> you, I don't even know if you remember that.
0: Did I spill the beer? <laughs> no, no, no. Your uncle did. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't you. That's good.
1: Um, there's a lot of boozing happening. Obviously not on my end, but
0: no, but you got to witness at all, so it all. I
1: did. It was it was good. It was a good time. Yeah. Okay, and then I just have one more thing I have to share that doesn't have to do with really my pregnancy, but like I said, I um, when I went to jury duty, I got a book to bring with me, and I posted about this on Instagram too. But I got the anime's anime Gaskins. I think it's Guide to Childbirth. That's what it's called. And it's a really good book, and um, it's all about, so Anna Mae Gaskin is, like, the nation's leading midwife. And it, you know, has a lot to do with natural, drug-free birth, and just kind of goes over all of the options as far as, like, what you cou- how you could birth, where you could birth, all the things, all the, you know, interventions. And it's just, like, a really good book. It's also filled with, like, tons of birth stories. And I would definitely recommend it to anyone who's pregnant, even if you're not even considering like a drug-free birth by any means. It it does, it's, it's just really interesting. Um, like the culture, our birth culture here in the U.S. is honestly like not the greatest. And, you know, there's always a place, there's absolutely a place for doctors and medicine and all of that. Um, but it's just a kind of an eye-opening book and it's a really good read. But I wanted to share a couple things that I learned because they were, Totally new to me. And I've done so much research about this. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned before, but I'm hoping to kind of go natural, drug free, like no interventions. That would be um, my ideal. Just, you know, every woman is different. And that's what makes me feel most comfortable and safe, even though that might sound crazy. But anyway, so I wanted to share a couple of things I learned in this book, because like I said, I've done a lot of research, so a lot of it was not new to me. Um, but if you don't know anything about any of this stuff, I would definitely read it because it's just so informative. But there were two things that I learned that I had no idea about. I had never come across this in any other research that I had done. <laughs> and the first one is actually called the sphincter theory which might sound funny and this I guess is like kind of TMI but like this is a pregnancy podcast so you know but so we have sphincters all like throughout our body we have one at the base of our throat we have one at the base of our stomach before our intestines we have one at the base of our butt Um, and we have all different kinds of sphincters and basically these are like little um, rings of muscle that open and close to let things pass through so I had always, you know, as a dietitian, learned about all the sphincters that are part of the digestive system. They they play very important roles, but I did not know that your cervix is technically a sphincter. So basically, what Anamay was explaining in this book is how fear or being uncomfortable or um, like, for example, just having someone in the room, maybe a nurse or a doctor or a midwife or someone that just does not vibe with you and you do not like their presence um maybe they're pushy or whatever that can literally make your cervix a not dilate anymore or like it will freeze it um but also b it can literally make you (laughs) like contract your cervix back down so you may have like gotten up to five centimeters dilated and if something happens to you that feels you know traumatic in any way Um, or makes you just feel uncomfortable and like you're not in a safe place, it can literally go back down to like two centimeters, which I think is crazy. I had never learned that. I had never thought of sphincters like that or, I mean, the cervix like that. And if you think about it, like how many people get pee shy? Matt, have you ever gotten pee shy?
0: No clue what that means.
1: Like when you have to pee, but there's like people around, so you can't do it. I think so, actually. yeah. Yeah, so that's literally like that is what it is. Like that's a sphincter. That is refusing to open wow. and let the urine pass through because you're uncomfortable.
0: I only knew about the one sphincter. Which one? The buttocks.
1: <laughs> the anus.
0: But also, this sounds like so you want positive people or things that make you feel comfortable. Exactly. Right? So, so so Rosie, 100%, needs to be there no, when you get birth. Rosie can't be there. But she makes me comfortable, and I'm gonna be there.
1: I would love to have her there. Maybe we should have a home birth one day so Rosie can be there. But she's not allowed at. So that means I we're gonna have a second.
0: That means we're gonna have a second child. Hopefully. Oh great!
1: Bring them on, right? Yeah, come on. <laughs> Let's knock them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I just thought that was so interesting because I had never, in all my research, come across that, and just relating it to like being pea shy. I mean, it just makes so much sense. So, um, I guess. What I've taken from it is whatever makes you feel most comfortable as far as like giving birth, whether that's in a hospital with pain relieving meds or whether that's, you know, at home in your bathtub, the complete opposite direction, whatever makes you feel most safe and comfortable, that is what you should do. I mean, everyone has different personalities and goals and um, fears or whatever, so... It's going to look different for everyone. But I just thought that that was so cool. And I had never, ever heard that. So I wanted to share. And then something else that I learned, this one's a lot shorter, I promise. Um, And this is something that was kind of a fear of mine. So we are um, thinking about giving birth in a birth center, which is um, like in between a home birth and a hospital. And there are no um, epidurals or anything like that. So definitely a little bit different and you're not in a hospital setting. Um, so one of the kind of fears that I've always had is you hear so much about um, you know babies who don't tolerate labor really well like when you have a contraction their heart rate dips and that's obviously really scary and a lot of times that's cause for uh, a C-section and this happens all the time. So I was always kind of thinking well I mean what if that happens in a you know a birth center like what I guess you just rush to the hospital to get a C-section? But obviously there's so many women that give birth outside of hospitals and most of the time um, they go very smoothly and there's no issues and there's no, uh, you know, the babies tolerate it fine. And that is because another thing that I learned in this book is because it's actually when babies don't tolerate the contractions well, it's typically because they are chemically induced contractions via Pitocin. So when you get an epidural, you pretty much always, as far as I know, automatically get Pitocin, which is a drug that stimulates contractions of the uterus and Pitocin contractions. I'm sure women can tell you who've been induced are way stronger and more powerful and also longer than your body's natural contractions. It would have on its own. So that is usually the cause of why babies don't tolerate labor well sometimes and why their heart rate can dip because the contractions are much stronger and they go on for longer. So it makes, it makes a lot of sense. So that was a kind of a fear I had in the back of my mind, but that made me think oh okay well if i'm not going to be getting an epidural and therefore pitocin at a birth center then that shouldn't be a problem of course that's not always the issue and so many things can go wrong honestly but i just thought that that was really cool and something that i i did not know so i just figured that i would share
0: thanks for sharing
1: yeah it was a lot sorry long-winded
0: uh, that's okay i find it interesting as well
1: it so is it's it's very yeah. interesting
0: it is for sure so that's about it for week 13, I believe. I mean.
1: Yeah, that pretty much sums it up.
0: Highlight was jury duty. But anyway.
1: How do you feel about moving on and being in the second trimester?
0: Um. Well, my hopes are that you truly turned a corner. Yeah. And that you, f- and that you feel well for, you know, up until you're supposed to not feel well again or hopefully through the... Pr- obviously, I want you to feel well through the whole thing. Well,
1: sure. Yeah. But I mean, it's different at the end. It's more uncomfortable and pain, not hopefully she's nausea
0: right but the nausea i feel like it, that needs to go
1: it's gotta go it's time
0: um but it I, I think every time i keep saying oh it feels a little more real feels a little more real but i don't think it's really gonna feel real until i start that screaming baby comes out of you <laughs> and it's gonna be like whoa i feel n-.
1: like knowing the gender will make it feel
0: i mean sure but a lot more real just, It's never real until you actually experience it.
1: No, that's true. Yeah. I feel like it's still going to be surprising when it pops out. Like, whoa, that's a human baby. Here it is.
0: Right. Take care of it.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's all on us now. Here,
0: go home. Here's (laughs) your baby.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Now I'm excited to hope, yeah, like I said, that you start to feel better. That's my number one hope.
1: Yeah. Does it feel like it's flying by for you? Or?
0: When you think about like 13, 14 weeks out of 40, it doesn't seem like a lot. But I think i think like once we get to 20 which we'll be here in no time once right. it starts to get like halfway i'll be like whoa well, like yeah i'll be like what do i need to do before we have a baby should yeah we there's buy, a lot of things should we buy plane tickets somewhere what should we do i
1: know we really got to figure out what we're doing if we're doing a baby moon i would love to but i also don't want to like spend a ton of money i just yeah i agree we're both traveling a decent amount this summer
0: right and we have the beach
1: and we have the beach so we might go to florida i don't know yeah. To a Zika-free zone. I think there's some places in Florida that do have Zika, as far as I know. I could be totally wrong on that, though. But I know Naples doesn't.
0: Right. No Zika around here.
1: No Zika around here, yeah. Not on the East Coast. No. All right. So that is it for week 13. Next week, we'll be sharing week 14, which is absolutely, definitely, <laughs> officially in the second trimester. Yes. And um, you'll have to stay tuned to see how I felt, because... Matt so lovingly said, I hope that you uh, truly turned a corner, but turns out.
0: Dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs> I did not. No. So, yeah, not very exciting, but it is what it is. So, next week you can find out kind of what happened after Memorial Day weekend and all the things that I experienced as far as how I was feeling. But also, something exciting along the topic of, you know, birthing and all of that, especially naturally. During week fourteen, we also toured a birth center, so you'll have to stay tuned and listen in next week to hear m- not only my thoughts but also matt's thoughts and I think you're gonna be surprised
0: yeah, I'll, I'll say it was a it was definitely i was not expecting what I was walking into, but I'll let you know my thoughts next week, so yeah. you know you know you want to i was that.
1: i was surprised I'll say that
0: yeah oh my thoughts yeah your thoughts yeah
1: Yeah, I (laughs) I love your thoughts okay um all right so that's it thank you guys so much for listening we will see you next week for week 14 of this pregnancy and yeah that's it
0: thanks for listening subscribe five stars or give us one star if you don't like it either way it's fine with us (laughs) just give us those reviews you know bump us up
1: yeah we love it well I think it's really only the five star reviews that help bump you up okay (laughs) then well, <laughs> just don't review us if you don't <laughs> like us. So. No, I guess feedback is good. Absolutely. S- yeah. Anyway, we're going to go now. All right. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you. Bye.